0: Hi, this is the Maria in the Middle podcast, and I'm Lazelle Maria Sai. This podcast is where I explore the messy and the meaningful and everything else in the middle. Hi there, this is Lazelle. This is a preface to the second episode that of my podcast, Maria in the Middle, that I recorded about a week ago. And the reason I'm recording this preface is in re-listening to the recording, I noticed that there is a very strong, like, humming, whirring, whirring sound in the background, and that's the air conditioning. We are currently having a heat wave here in the New England East Coast area and it is hot yoga time. Even if you're not doing yoga, it is hot yoga sweating. Um, So it's a little bit difficult to hear sometimes. And I apologize for that. But I didn't want to have to re-record it. Um, Hopefully you can hear. And um, I also did not want to re-record only because I like to do these podcasts very authentically and I'll do them on a one pass. And I don't want to have to keep redoing it because it just doesn't sound as authentic. So that's that's my weird thing. So again, I apologize for the background noise. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you continue to listen. Thank you. Hi there. This is Lizelle. Um, this is the second episode of Maria in the Middle. If you haven't listened to the first one, you don't really need to, but it does explain a little bit of why I decided to start this podcast. Um, Today, I have very specific topics that I wanted to talk about. Um, One pertains to something that's a current event, and then two, uh, just sort of a factoid that I found interesting. So... Right now, um, it is July 2018, depending on when I publish this. And I'm currently in transition. I am on hi- hiatus from work. I've been um, out of, I've been not working for about eight months. Um, and I will talk about that another time in another episode, but what I wanted to get to today was that I'm in the process of selling my home and contemplating moving back to California because my mother is getting up there in age. More importantly, I'm getting up there in age, and I have this, um, like, a homing pigeon sense that maybe it may be time to return, but we'll see. depends on how the next couple of months pan out here. I don't um, intend to move right away, but I will probably be moving closer to the fall. Um, I moved out to Connecticut in the September-October time frame. I drove cross-country from California to Connecticut, and I would love to be able to retrace that route that I took from California to Connecticut back to Connecticut to California. It just, I don't know, I have these romantic notions in my mind, but dealing with, you know uh, fuel pricing right now, um, and when I moved to the East Coast, I had a very fuel-efficient Honda Accord, and uh, these days, I'm driving. <laughs> the uh, My car is called Frank, and everybody knows, who knows me knows Frank. Uh, he is a gas guzzler. It's a Dodge Durango that I think goes like eight miles to the gallon. Huge, wonderful, strong Frank with the big... Um, tank but only goes so far so we'll see how that goes but anyway I am in transition I'm in the process of uh, uh, unloading my home I call it selling the house and um, closing soon hopefully but in that process I've noticed that um, I'm, I'm getting rid of a lot of stuff not just belongings and boy, are there a lot of belongings. um my friend Carmen Emmanuel have helped me tremendously in basically uh, I am in no shape or form a hoarder, but by my own standards, this would be like hoarding. I had some stuff that I had never opened. I would order stuff from Amazon, and because of my work schedule, they would sit in a box for. Months if not years. Um, So we threw out a lot of stuff and I don't even want to go into The waste that was accumulated and then put in the dumpster and I'm now on my second dumpster I have a relatively large house for one person I have like a five-bedroom home that I had intended for my family to come and stay with me So everybody had their own room and there would be a lot of space and basically at my age um You know, that what am I going to do with a five bedroom home? Except maybe, um, you know, I didn't think about it, but I could do Airbnb, but I don't want the hassle. And having gone to law school and knowing a little bit about the law, I don't necessarily want those uh (laughs) liabilities. But anyway, so one of the things I've been without, um, as I'm going through my list of things to turn off, things to you know, um, drive down, um. Is Wi Fi so at some point I have unlimited data and unlimited data is a misnomer because sometimes they do uh, limit it but they call it limited unlimited data. What they do is they throttle something above a certain percentage uh, or 16 gigabytes, whatever, but it's it's unlimited but it's basically unlimited to a point and then they slow it down for you, but so. I had the sense to um, have unlimited data uh, when I thought I would be going back to the job market right away, and it just seemed cheaper at that point, point. and I got rid of my um, cable, my uh, Wi-Fi, and so I have been going on, I would say, whew, about eight months now without Wi-Fi. <laughs> now, these days, you can go into Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, um, most coffee shops and, you know, McDonald's even now has Wi-Fi. So I thought, well, if I really, really needed um, high-speed access, our local library in the town that I live in is wonderful. It's free. It's You go in there with your laptop. You hook up. It's wonderful. And I thought, well, I was paying about almost $80 for cable and Internet access. So I thought, well, that's an easy one in my budgeting to get rid of. Um, Don't have a landline or anything like that. Um, Rarely, if ever, watch television. I'm usually on my phone and or my laptop. And so I thought, I'll just keep the, the, um, the data plan that I had on my phone. And it wasn't until I started doing this podcast that I realized, wow, you know, Wi-Fi would come in really handy. <laughs> because if I'm uploading, downloading not so much, but if you're uploading large files, it can be like back in the dial-up days, depending on how slow the um, the access is through Verizon. And I just, it was just one of those flashbacks again where I was like uploading a very large um, formatted file to Amazon Drive, or Google Drive, or Dropbox, or one of those, and I was like, whoa, this is going to take about half an hour. I haven't done that in a really long time, and it just made me appreciate how far we've come in terms of the internet. I mean, I my first internet anything was, I think like most people, um, and I won't be ashamed to admit it, I was on AOL, um, actually, no. Even before that, I was on a program on the Mac called E2 or EMC or something like that, where they had chat rooms. But it was mostly a lot of games that you downloaded. Didn't even know about chat rooms until I like started looking around the program. But it was definitely um, through Apple because my first computer was a um, an Apple. And before that, when I was in law school, we used to use Lexis Nexus on dial-up. I learned to research in law school through like a real library and I believe they still do that now but everything these days on LexisNexis is computerized it's on the internet even court filings are now through the internet and it just amazed me like here I am without fast internet access and yet the phone the access I have through my phone is much faster than I would have ever dreamed on dial-up I remember when like 9600 baud or whatever it was was like super fast and then it like jumped up to 14400 anyone out there as old as i am can remember that and anyone younger much younger than me has no clue what i'm talking about like my nephew's probably like what is she you know prattling about but so i haven't had wi-fi and for the most part i will like to say that it's been okay so long as i had access to Places like Starbucks, um, the library, if I really, really needed to. And I would say 99.9% of the time I've relied on my phone through the, uh, the 4G network on Verizon. And I have to, I, you know, a lot of people have a lot of awful things to say about the big um, communications companies these days, but I have to give it to Verizon in that in the eight months that I've been using their data plan, you know, it's been rare that it's been down and it's been relatively, even though they throttle me, it has been relatively reliable. So, you know, I think that when I get resettled, whether it's in California or into another place here in Connecticut, and when I do, if if I do get in, uh, internet access, high speed internet access again, it's going to be like a reawakening for me. But I guess that's my way of saying for folks out there who don't have internet, internet at high speed internet access, but you have a phone, it's doable. It's doable. It's doable. People in, you know, third world countries have less and a lot of, I, I mean, I don't mean to sound um, flippant about it. But I think that we forget, and, and in a way, okay, let me just say this. It has slowed me down. It has certainly cut down on my YouTube time. It's cut down on my Netflix and chill days. <laughs> it has made me in a lot of ways much more productive because um, I don't necessarily want to have to use my phone as a hotspot to watch the movie and, you know, get throttled even more by the end of the data the period. But... It's doable. And, you know, these are these kinds of um, pains, we'll call it, because I've had some pains when I've been uploading files are basically, um, you know, uh, first world problems. And in a way, they can be a blessing because they tend to make us more aware. And slow down and be present and know what 30 minutes of upload time feels like so um, I just hope that if someone's out there who doesn't have or is down their internet access is currently down don't worry it'll either come back or it's totally doable if you go to the library go to a cafe or use your phone so with that let me go on to the next topic which I'm don't have that much to say it's more of a surprise and I have no insight into it other than an article came out a few weeks ago now that my sister Fatima told me about and um, I believe it was business week I don't remember the publication I should probably look that up it's probably important if I'm gonna give credit but uh, they did a study on which states in the United States uh, have the highest uh, population of psychopaths. Um, and <laughs> um, they didn't count dis- the District of Columbia, Washington, Washington D.C., as a state. And the D- D.C. is not technically a state, but... Um, Everybody could probably guess that because of the high concentration of politicians and lobbyists and whatever in the D.C. area, it actually topped the list. But if we discount the fact that D.C. is not a state officially, um, the number one and two states with the highest uh, population of psychopaths. Total shock for me, despite my friend Marnie going, "Uh, I knew that. Number one was Connecticut, which is the state I live in now. (laughs) And this just, I don't know how, I don't know what to say because I would never have guessed that. Primarily because Connecticut is such a small state. And I'm assuming it may have something to do with its, um, because it's so small, it does uh, have a lot of folks who, uh, live and work in other uh, border states like Massachusetts or New York because those are where our borders are and uh, even Rhode Island. Um, but number two, even more surprising and then not because of its um, the, the density of the population in the state is California which is the state where I'm from, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, for my next move, why don't I just move to number three, <laughs> which happens to be New Jersey, I don't want to live in New Jersey, no, no offense to New Jersey, I actually love New Jersey, um, the southern parts of it, and even the northern parts where, like Englewood, New Jersey, um, I worked there for many years when I was consulting, and I have very, very fond memories of most of New Jersey, so um, so number one was you know District of Columbia, but discounting that it's no long it's not really a state. It was Connecticut, California, and New Jersey. So why I bring this up is um, other than utter shock that I happen there's only two states in the U.S. I've resided in, and one happens to be number one happens to be where I'm at now, Connecticut, and number two is California. The fact that those top the list of psychopaths, I don't know whether to be scared or to start to wonder, you know, coincidence is is there, could there just be a coincidence? Possibly, but having lived in both states, I can tell you no two states could be more different in terms of its population. So the fact that um, <laughs> they happen to top the list really puzzles me. I'm flummoxed by this um now it, it does it did help to sort of dig down in the details where the number one profession uh where they are psychopaths uh are CEOs and and that I imagine we have probably a lot of CEOs who work in New York City but who live in the um in the uh Fairfield County part of um, Connecticut which is where I'm not I'm in Hartford County and in California, you do have a lot of industries there, and so if you're putting c e o s as the number one, yeah, I could see that and then number two is lawyers, which again, I don't know whether to i don't know how to take that, but there are a lot of lawyers in california i'm went to law school in California, but there aren't i don't think that many in Connecticut just because it's such a small state, um, so I'm, I'm going to have to maybe rethink this and maybe for another episode, although I don't know whether I really want to dig deeper into this topic, but I just find it odd because really, they're, the two states can be, can be cannot be more different, and yet, they're both at the top. <laughs> um, so anyways, that's it for me this week. Sorry I went so fast, but um, I had a lot to say. I want to thank you for continuing to listen to number two. If you ever want to leave me a message or have a question for me, um, sign up for the um, Anchor app. Uh, It's a free account, uh, and you can do your own podcast if you'd like. But in order to leave me a message, you have to be on the Anchor platform. So that's all for now. Have a great week, everybody, and I look forward to speaking to you soon again. Bye-bye.